Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Marketing Coordinator at Buckland, and today I am speaking with our guest, Anka Wimbush. Anka is the National Account Manager at Buckland and holds her Certified Custom Specialist designations in both Canada and the United States. Anka has a depth and breadth of knowledge regarding brokerage and logistics gained over her 20 years in the industry. Anka works diligently to create lasting relationships with companies in the logistics industry. Anka, this is your second time as a guest on the podcast, so thank you for joining me again, this time to discuss non-resident importers. Thank you, Jenny, for having me. Great to have you back. I just mentioned we're going to be talking about non-resident importers. Non-resident importers are very commonly in the industry referred to as NRIs, so if you hear us Talking about NRIs, non-resident importers, is what we are talking about. I'm going to give a brief overview of what we're going to be discussing in this conversation today. We will be discussing a definition of a non-resident importer, and what is it, high level, uh, some of the key players involved in importing, uh, why become a non-resident importer, how do you become a non-resident importer, and how can a broker help you? So, with that overview given, let's get started with what is a non-resident importer, or NRI. So what it is, it's actually a company that doesn't have presence in Canada, yet import into Canada from another country um, under its own company name and their own legal entity. So a non-resident importer is a person, you know, let's use uh, Canada and the United States as a most clear example here. It's someone who is technically an exporter from the United States into Canada, but instead they are establishing some sort of a presence in Canada to technically be an importer instead. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. So it's one of those funny terms that kind of seems opposite, but when you think about it. Um, So thank you for that. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is the key players involved in importing, especially as it relates to the process of being an NRI. Absolutely. And and one of the key um, players in this is is obviously the customs broker. Um, They are, you know, licensed by customs to carry out customs responsibilities on behalf of their clients, which is the importer of record, the NRI. And the services that include is, you know, obtaining the release of the goods, paying duties and taxes on behalf of the importer, accounting for the goods, paying any carrier charges on behalf of the importer of record, and obtaining, preparing, presenting, and transmitting all the necessary data elements that are required by CBSA, which is the Canadian Border Services Agency, and any other government departments that are involved in that transaction. Great. Okay. The other um, key player, of course, is that I just mentioned is CBSA, the Canadian Border Service Agency. And that's the government department responsible for ensuring 
that compliance with Canada's tax, trade, and border legislation and regulations. So they're also responsible to make sure that all those other government departments that are involved, that those requirements are met prior to allowing the goods to come into Canada. So they examine the documentation, perhaps they will examine the freight when requested, and they reserve the right to deny access to any goods into the country, to search or seize the goods. Why would a business be interested in becoming a non-resident importer? That's a very good question. Um, being in here in the industry for so long, we've been asked that question many times as they're saying, you know, I just want to be the exporter and I don't want to take that responsibility of setting up a presence, you know, virtually within Canada. However, um, you know, you have access to the Canadian market and you're looking at, you know, simplified pricing where you can include fees to your customer from door to door. So you would be responsible for shipping the goods and getting it to your customer's door. So you have complete control of the shipment right to final delivery. Wow, I can see how that would be a major advantage because if you were exporting, uh, you know, once that, if you're not certain at the border what those duties are going to be, what the impact on your customer could be, I can see how this would make a business a lot more favorable to the end consumer to have that clearer pricing as opposed to going across the border and having those unknowns. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. I think we understand like what the real benefits are here of being a non-resident importer. Um, if someone is interested in doing this, what do they have to do to become? Is it an application process? How do they go about doing that? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so the way we begin is, first of all, all the non-resident importers um, that Buckland has assisted with, we like to provide an information package. So you would contact us as a broker and we would go through step by step. We'd like to give you the, the guidelines, too, that are out there by Canada Revenue and CBSA on what does it entail to be an importer? And what Buckland does is we really try and walk you through the process because there's important things to understand that a broker is going to apply for an importer number on your behalf. We're going to fill out some legal documentation, for example, the maintenance of books and records. You know, Customs wants to know if the documentation, your record retention, is not in Canada as a non-resident, it wouldn't be, right. then to what location, where are those entries going to be stored in case of possibly an audit? Mm-hmm. Canadian law requires all commercial records and documentations to be kept for six years plus current. The Canada Revenue Agency may authorize certain importers to maintain records outside of Canada, provided, though, that they submit a letter of undertaking. The purpose of this document is to record and set out the agreement made between the company, the NRI, and the Canadian Revenue Agency concerning the availability of records for customs audit purposes. Once your business number has been assigned, we can assist with the completion of this letter. And the other thing that we really like to help understand or help explain to an, a non-resident is our Canadian government is uh, charges a, a value-added tax. It's called a goods and services tax. This tax is 5%, and it's the value of the goods. 
Okay. The Canadian value is calculated. So as a non-resident, when you don't have presence here, you'd still pay that tax, but unfortunately you, you cannot claim that tax back. Okay. But we help you to explain the options you have. Sure. You have options to become a GST registrant where you would have your finance people involved to ensure that the taxes are filed in a timely manner and input tax credit so that you can get those funds back. So there is a process, and there's as much in-depth as you want to be. So depending on your import activity and volume, you know, possibly might not be an option for you to get and and apply to get that GST back. However, Mm -hmm. you know, we guide you through, we look at your import activity and we give you options and what you're comfortable with in signing up. So this sounds like a decision that really is made on a case-by-case basis. It's not a generic thing that's applied to everyone, you know, oh, you should do this. It doesn't make sense for them to do this. Um, weighing out what are the advantages against what are the potential costs that could be incurred through doing this and figuring out if it's right and that's something that a broker can be helpful with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you. Um, So just to reiterate, as the importer of record, um, the the non-resident importer will be responsible for payment of the GST um, duty, if if any, of course. But there is that option, you know, of registering or not registering in order for to get the GST rebate. But again, only companies that can claim the GST um, is, is registered companies. So if your sales in Canada are over $30,000, an importer actually must become a GST registrant. Oh, okay. So that is something that is outlined um, in our booklet of, uh, of assisting a non-resident in the decision-making. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Anka. Uh, this is a topic that I know is going to be very interesting to people, so thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, it was great. Again, thank you for having me. If you are interested in finding out more about becoming a non-resident importer, please feel free to reach out to us. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Anka Wimbush, for joining us and for sharing her expertise. If you're looking for resources related to international trade, check out buckland.com and click learning guides for downloadable resources ranging from Incoterms reference charts, tips for avoiding border delays, things to keep in mind when choosing a broker, and more. Also, be sure to sign up for our newsletter on our website to receive the latest trade news delivered right to your inbox. If you're interested in becoming a non-resident importer or just want some more information, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's Contact Us page, through Twitter, where our handle is at BucklandTweets, or through LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.